This is the Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Let's go nuts! It's Jimmy Nuts! Right out of the door! With your host, Mark Martinez. Because I'm the Mark. And I'm awesome! The Guru. Today I'm going to break it down for all you simpleton sweat hogs listening out there in Can Crusher Nation. I don't mean to come out here week after week and toot my own horn, but toot, toot. And the English Professor. It is I, the English Professor from the County of Kings, speaking the English of the Queen. Hey, this is former WWE superstar Duke, the Dumpster Drossy, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. And welcome back to another Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mark DeMarc Martinez, here in studio with the glorious guru, Chad Piranha. Chad, I'm a little tired yet from our excursion yesterday. Yeah, I'm kind (laughs) of... Fucking half asleep, and uh, I got a good, I think I was sleeping by about 10 minutes after 9 last night, and got woke up at a quarter at 8 this morning, and I'm like, okay, I just want to go back to bed, but. I know, you, both you and the English professor, and we'll get to where we went, uh, if you guys listen to the podcast, um, you guys know where we went, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. I don't know. Chad's giving me signs. That, what do you want me You're to do? You're loud. You're loud. Oh, that just means you need turned down. Oh, I don't know this shit. Oh, all right. I'm, I'm always <laughs> loud. Um, I don't know where we're going. Uh, beforehand, I have to do one thing, even before we get into our week that we didn't do. Um, on Wednesday, I had Megan Nelson on the show, and we did the IWC recap and I got into a lot of hot water, and I said something, did something that could have changed the record books for IWC, and I have to retract that. Megan and I were talking about cutting grass, doing laundry, drinking with the dime piece hat on, um, all the shenanigans we did, and I gave the win to Money Shot and Tito, um, and I was actually called out by Cole Carter. Cole Carter pinned Tito. Damn. So I, I retract that. And I apologize for that. That uh, I had had. We recorded this late, so I actually had a couple beers in me. Um, so I retracted that, and I got on social media, and I posted actually the video from Two to One Media on the IWC network for only nine ninety nine a month, and all that baloney that I normally say. And I, I retracted that. You know, Money Shot and Tito won. But then I got into a little bit of a, a quandary, uh, a complication. Um, Lebanon Don came at me. So I apologized to him because he said I should apologize to him too. And he's got so much money that he could help the podcast in time. So I thought, all right, apologize to him. And then Tito came at me. And I'm like, well, dude, you're the one that actually lost the match. Um, I need backup. From all the IWC fans, uh, the Eccentric Podcast is not on my side because they like Tito Oric and Don, but the rest of IWC fans, I'm going to need some backup 
when I come back to IWC because Don and Tito are going to fucking kill me. <laughs> and, and do we do we really need do I really need to call in APA? Yeah. In this? I mean, do those, you know, little dudes want us to get back up? Why don't you guys try listening to who we talk to? It'll probably be aired next week. It'll be Wednesday. We yeah, have we have week. backup. Hey, yeah. Why don't you guys listen to who we talk to then? And then if you want to run your be nice lips, okay. <laughs> um, th- then we can go from there. But I, I think they'll shut up. I mean, if if they know it's good for them, yeah, they'll they'll shut up on this one. Yeah, we have. Uh... You know, everybody makes a mistake. I mean. Look at the dime piece. Look who she's with. What a mistake. Right. Right? <laughs> so, um, it, real life, uh, apologize that, you know, I gave the win because Cole Carter pinned Tito and uh, R.C. Dupree and uh, Alexander Apollo got the win. So, uh, I retract all that. That was all on Instagram, by the way. That's where they came at me. And I, I reached out to Plummer and he's like, well, you're going to have to get a problem solver, I guess. So... Okay. I know somebody. You know a few people. Yeah. That's if they come at me. So hopefully they don't come at me. Otherwise. All I got to say is y'all bastards don't want to start. You don't want me to have to go the honorable way at something like this. Right. Um, How was your week otherwise yesterday? Because that's what we're going to cover. We're going to cover yesterday the... Uh, We'll get around all of it. So, how was your week otherwise? Yeah, it was a good week. Me and the little guy got out in the woods, put some deer cameras out in the woods, and did a lot of walking and hiking and burning off energy. And it was just a good week. Yeah. Overall, Can't really complain. Overall, good week here. Um, I really don't remember what we did. It, a, a lot of nothing, but a lot of like just around the house. Uh, here or there and this and that um it was a heavy week at work uh, apparently it was spring cleanup that nobody told us that it was spring cleanup again because everybody from monday to freaking thursday had piles and piles and piles of garbage out again i i don't understand maybe because last weekend was such a shitty weekend it rained all weekend yeah, and, and people just cleaned up and i was like oh man Whatever, but yeah, that that, that was the week. Uh, kind of a short intro this week, um, but we're going to go along on other things. we got to get our energy, um, we, and I think what's going to help that is when we get into discussing some of the week's happenings in uh, wrestling, because there's some shit that has pissed us off. Yeah, there is some shit that has pissed us off, and there's some really cool shit that happened last night. I was actually pumped by it, seeing it this morning, but... Let's tell you what we did yesterday. Um, we got up. I got up. It was a normal day for me. Four o'clock in the morning. Boom. Ready to go. Went down. Did uh, actually worked for a little bit. Went did my, my pool check and made sure the community pool was up and running and good to go for the day. Took money out of the bank. And there's some. You come home and there's some weird bastard sitting on your front porch. Right. And I'm like, some hobo in your shower. Yeah. I knew you were ready then because I told you, yeah, we'll be up at your house to pick you up at five o'clock. 
I'm now pulling back into my house at like 4.40 and a hobo is sitting on my front porch saying... No, the hobo was oh. on the couch. The strange person was yeah, on the Yeah, strange person sitting. I'm like... And you actually shocked me because I didn't see you because it was still dark. And you're sitting there playing poker or something. I don't know. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, uh, I'm ready to go. Uh... And I noticed your car wasn't here, so I wasn't knocking at the door. I'm like, well, John's showering. I said, let's go. So we, we, we get going. and uh, Real trip in general. We just get going and everything. And you guys got me fucking heated. I literally thought we were an hour <laughs> away. And then we started baseball talk in the car. And in a matter of seconds, we were at the Legends of Hamburg um, event that we were going to. Yeah, he was... It, it was funny, you know, talk about the uh, shift rule going away and, oh, man, he was, it just took a little bit to get him fucking spun up. And then he's like, what, we're here already? I could have sworn I just looked like an hour and a half ago we were that far away. And it's like, you've been fucking off, going off for that much, that long. I was heated. I was heated about just stupid baseball rules and stuff like that. I'm not a sabermetrics fan. If you guys know baseball as well, I hate all these sabermetrics, the war, the this, the that, this, the that. And I'm not going to get into it because I don't need to. That We can save that because John's the one to push my buttons. He, he was just pushing because he knows. And then you just kind of started to p- compile onto it, and I was just, holy shit, we were there. Boom. I'm, I'm just going to say this. I, I am not the into baseball as much as you guys are and everything like that, but a statistic, no matter what it is, can always be tailored or bent or whatever to meet the need of a person. So I look at it like this. Can the guy fucking hit when he gets up? Is he good at hitting when he gets up to the plate? I don't care if he hits singles, doubles, triples, home runs. Does he hit? Okay, great. Can he can he run? Is he a, a deep, good defensive player? Okay, great. What the fuck else do you need to know? A strong arm. A, well, yeah, a strong arm. I mean, if you're on the infield, can is he quick reaction? Stuff like that. You're going to have things... Each place is going to be defined by certain characteristics that they have to have, certain skills they have to have, every single position on the field. You can debate some more than others, but eh, it is what it is. But when you get somebody that plays that, that's where you rank them, not whip or whap or wop or whatever the fuck and everything like that. You can either hit and play your position. There you go. You get in a, you know, get in a slump or whatever, you, you know, work through that one of the ways. You go, if it's bad enough, you go back down to the minors, kind of work on things, or you come back up. All these statistics is, and this was my outlook on a lot of people's jobs in the military. Somebody comes up with this shit to justify another fucking job. Yep. That, that, and was, that's, that, that is, was my point in an hour and a half, by the way. That that That's all they're trying to do is justify another job. When I can't remember which one of you guys said, um, I think it was the Yankees, that if they would do away with half of their jobs related to sabermetrics. statistics, sabermetrics, whatever, um, 
that they'd save like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars a year. Oh my God. You mean somebody who's pushing a fucking key you behind. love pounding Sorry, on the table. Somebody who's, push, somebody who's pushing a key, you know, on a computer thing is more important than, oh, I don't know, maybe a, another. Better right fielder. Better right fielder or left fielder. Because, you know, we, we need this guy to tell us totally fucking useless facts. And now that guy out there, oh, he reads the facts while well, he should be able to fucking do his job then if he reads us. Stupid shit. My my one fact that we'll, we'll get into, and then we'll, we'll go to Legends of Wrestling, because we had a great time there. Um, they make these facts up. On, on a Thursday in July, during a day game, wearing the home uniforms, when the wind is blowing from left to right, uh, Chad Batts. 9.75 against this pitcher. Oh, that's a little ridiculous. Let's say 7.85. All right, 7.85. He bats 7.85 <laughs> against this pitcher. Cool. He's faced him... Three times? Three times. On that Thursday in July, wearing the white uniforms with wind blowing left to right. It's... it's the, the facts are just, like you said, are made to go, and it's just crazy. All right. I mean, what is, what is a... Okay, you go against the team, whoever. Let's let's just say the Mets and the Yankees, because I hate the fucking Yankees and I like the Mets. So because the Yankees are their win percentage is ninety five percent win percentage when it's eighty degrees and the sun's coming at this height and you can see Uranus from your left field. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, Mets read all this. Oh, we're fucked. We only got a 5% chance. We'll just forfeit the game. Is that what they're fucking expecting? Because, to be honest with you, that that is really the only thing that those stats could be useful for. Right. Because those, you, those situations don't happen. Every, but guess what? You pitching against John, um, you guys have faced 50 times, and you struck him out. 25 of the 50, and he's gotten out another 10 times, you're winning the battle. That's what I want to see. Yeah, that's a long term, but you face the guy three times. Yeah. Okay, Okay. big big deal. Um, it's just, you know, I, I, I want to compare real quick. I'll just throw this out there. You're talking, you know, temperature, statistics, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you get into football, and you get some quarterbacks – that do not play as well in the cold. Okay? that That's a big one. You still get some who, you know, are more comfortable in the cooler, but I'm just saying you get some quarterbacks that don't play well in the cold. Right. Okay. Is that something to kind of think of? Okay, why is well, it... Well, if I was a Bears, I'm he... not taking somebody that can't play well in the cold. Yeah. But if you're facing somebody, okay, when this guy doesn't play well in the cold, so he's pretty... He's pretty immobile. He turns into a pocket quarterback. Then you can kind of twist that a little bit. Right. What kind of defense are you going to throw at him? If you got a, a fourth string running back in there that, you know, can't even do good on Madden. Um, unless you edit him. Unless you edit him heavily. You're going to tailor things to meet that. Those are the stats that matter. Not that it's raining out. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so we left at 5 o'clock in the morning, and, and we, we headed to Hamburg, Pennsylvania, which, by the way, really nice little town. Yeah, very, everything's really <clears throat> tight there. We, we ate at this, damn it, I'm not going to remember the place, Third Street Cafe or something like that, and the prices there were all of us ate a shit ton for, I'm rounding, $30. Not even. Uh, yeah, twenty eight. It was twenty eight seventy five or something like that. Yeah, um, and I was full. Yep. It, great place. So if you ever get to Hamburg, look at the Third Street it, Cafe. Yeah, the I think I, I was the smallest. <laughs> Big surprise there. I ate the least. Um, you know, eggs, uh, sausage, toast, and something dish. else, and a fruit thing, and it cost me a little over three dollars. Four bucks. And I was like. Holy shit. And you look at the menu, and at first you think when you were looking at, well, what the hell? Are we back in prices? What are, what are our helpings going to be? I mean, are our helpings going to fit on top of our cell phone? And they My come omelet. out with a big, yeah, Mark's freaking omelet looks like they, you know, must have taken about 10 farms worth of chicken eggs that morning to throw together. Holy shit. Great place. Uh, we get to the Legend of Hamburg place, and this is where our conversation starts. They're like, WWF used to tape here. No, yeah, no, no, no. So we talked to some of the locals. That's where a lot of stuff happened in the WWF. And we were questioning it in the car. But then we got confirmation that, like, the John's big thing is the Snooka Piper, Piper's Pit, where he got clocked by the coconut, coconut. happened there. Yeah, it was. And we're not downgrading the place at all when we say this. But it's a small place. It is not something... It's an oversized, and I don't mean this mean, it's an oversized <coughs> gymnasium. Is it essentially what it is. Yeah, and it just was like, you get inside and, okay, obvi obviously since the times that they've had wrestling there, it's, <clears throat> it's aged and everything like that. But it's just like, holy shit, small. P the first thing that comes to my mind is, is a parking. Yeah. How the hell are you going to fit? There must have been, when we left, what, 200 cars there? Maybe-ish. About that. I was just like, holy shit. I mean, they really used to come to some small places and do live stuff, not just, you know, half-ass five-match five shows or anything like that. No, big, like, WWF superstars or WWF challenges were shot there. Um, your experience first, John, uh, went back home. He's got some stuff to do with his family. So he, he decided not to, whatever. And he's taking a break from the weekly show. So we didn't push him to, he was thoughts. And but. he's mad at us because we booked him in a match against Shane Taylor. <laughs> we did. So there you go. That's who's our spotlight for uh, Wednesday, by the way. There's all the hints. Yeah, that's a that's big, a big, big hint. hint. That's a big hint. You'll see uh, Shane Taylor on the show coming this Wednesday. Great interview. Um, and we'll let you just listen to it before we talk about anything else about it. Um, talk about your experience there. Because we all had a handful of people that we wanted to uh, meet and greet and talk on. Um, I did. I got some autographs, but I was also there pimping ourselves out. And I got some interviews set up from there. And there was another pimp there. There was another pimp there. The Godfather. He looks great. Yeah, he looks like he could step back into the ring yeah. at, at any time. 
Biggest one, who are you happy to meet? I can't say biggest um, because there was a couple of guys that I legitimately wanted to see. If you made me pick one and only one, um, I'd have to say J.J. Dillon, leader of the Four Horsemen. Um, looks in tremendous shape. He looks great, um, yeah. It's been a couple of years since I've seen him, and he still looks good. And he's a he's a bigger guy still. You know, when you get older and stuff, lose a lot of mass, weight and stuff. J.J. is a bigger dude. Yeah. Um, still. Then we met uh, the other one, the first one I wanted to get, because uh, I didn't see J.J. at first. I don't even know if he was there at first, um, was Cowboy Bob Orton, of course, the Viper's father. Here comes um, Max. Dude was just as nice as could be. Uh, funny. He's kind of soft-spoken. Yeah. Um, tall son of a bitch. Jeez. I I could imagine what he looked like when he was in the Younger. ring and in his prime and probably about 50 pounds heavier yeah. than he is. Um, there's those two. Who else? Tony Gurria. Holy shit. Yeah. Dude looks... Dude he can is, get back in the ring today. That man is... He, and I remember him from days with... Uh, Rick Martell was the one I really remember. I know he teamed with some other guys. Um but I don't ever, ever remember him being fucking barrel-chested like that. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. He's probably the size of Brock Lesnar, or not Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, chest-wise. Yeah. And it's no shit, people. It's not like it's flab. It's not like that. No, he's that fucking huge. You brought this up because Heath Slater was there, and you're like, holy moly. Uh, no disrespect to Heath, but he was the biggest... <clears throat> probably still the jack this one there yesterday. Yeah. And he towered us, but you put him in the ring with somebody that's not The Undertaker or even Braun Strowman, but, you know, Roman's big, but I don't think he's considered put him a in jack. A ring, put him in a ring with somebody, a big guy like Elias or yeah. Riker or something like that. And I he was, looks small. To them. Yeah, I was like, uh, I said, you guys, holy shit, look at this. And like I said, he's cut and he's a bigger dude. And I just remember the guys that he was in the ring with before, he fucking looked small next to them. Yeah. But he was a freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day, yesterday, you know? Um, we all met Tony. That was a pretty cool one. John met Johnny Rods. Uh, Dominic DiNucci, we've met a few times, but John wanted to go over and speak Italian to him again. Um, my big one was Rockin' Robin. It really was. Once I saw that she was on there, um, I always was a Rockin' Robin fan back in the day. So I met her. Uh, Dave Dahl that we had on the show actually got to meet him. Um, Evan Ginsberg. That we, from 350 Days, we sat down and chat with him for a little bit that we talked to. It it was a great event. Uh, if you guys get the chance to go when it comes back next year, go. And but, don't, don't let the looks of the building. Yeah. Um, you know, at first, you know, it's like 10 minutes before, 15 minutes before they're supposed to open. And we're like... Our homeboy Joe Dombrowski was there, by the way, too. Dombrowski was there peddling his stuff. Yeah. Um which he has people, he has some of the all elite figures 
autographed. Yep. Um, and I'm not talking like douchebags like Marco Stunt or somebody like that. And I say that just because I don't like Marco Stunt, but you have, you know, Jericho, uh, Darby Allen. Hey, well, man. I'm sorry. He doesn't have he Darby doesn't Allen, have Darby Allen anymore. anymore. That was bought. Sylvan has Darby Allen now. Um, you know, Hangman Page, uh, you know, 40, Sammy, yeah. 40 to 60 bucks, depending on what they are. And those things are going for around 20, 20, to, 20, 20 to 30 without the signature. And this is Joe. So, you know, this isn't... Bullshit stuff. Yeah. Um, what a lot of people sell in... Uh, what do they call those little fat short dolls? The Hasbro ones? The Pops. Oh, uh, Funkos. Funkos. Um, tons of those. There was a lot of stuff of uh, Paul Orndorff. Yeah. I noticed a lot there. And it wasn't really marked up that bad. No. Um, you know, maybe $20, $30 more than what you had paid normal. Um, I bought... My, my big purchase of the day was... The first time Superfly jumped off of the cage. And it was from Evan Ginsberg. So PSA started all this stuff that you know it's you know it's from Ginsberg. He did the movie with Snooka. It was the first time that Superfly jumped off of the cage. Not the Morocco one, because that's the one that everybody remembers. That's my favorite one. This is when Backlund's on the ground. The first time Superfly ever did it. Ginsberg, before Superfly died, had him sign a couple of these. And I bought the last one. You got to talk thirty-five about the, bucks. You got to talk about the poster that he had there. I would love that. That Mark. This was something that Mark was contemplating buying, even though he knows Kelly would have fucking killed him when he got home. T- tell him about it. Post- is it is the movie poster of three hundred and fifty days? Okay, the movie. If you guys haven't seen it, first of all, go back and listen to our interview with Evan Ginsberg because we talk about the wrestler that he was part of and 350 days the movie about the wrestler spending 350 days on the road. He had it wasn't it wasn't a movie poster because it was bigger. It was I don't know, 24 by 20. It was 2 feet by 2 feet or you know whatever. It was huge. And it was signed by Snooka, superstar Billy Graham, Luger. Uh, who? Luger. Luger. Axe Baker, Axe Baker. I mean, twenty-seven signatures. Twenty-seven signatures on it. Six hundred dollars. I. You were contemplating I, it. No, you, I was this close, and you see, I was this close, and I'm like, holy shit! And it, it's autographs that you can't get. It, 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 you know, Snooker's on there, and I'm like. And the guy was like, we do PayPal, we do, you know, we do payments, we do all of this, then I'll ship it to you if you don't have it today. Mark's, basically what's going on is, is Mark is contemplating, where, where can I put it? this? <laughs> I mean, his his Jeff Jarrett thing... Will not move. I was, I was thinking Mark was probably like, mm, that might go there. And then maybe get if anything, this whole wall right here will change. So it's right or so it's right above my video game wall. So I can stare at it every time I play video games. Yeah, and there's some hotties on that on the wall that he's talking about moving around too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, great event, Legends of Wrestling at Hamburg. Um, we do have to say a couple things. Um, six hours, probably a little too long for the signing. I would bump that back because. 
let's not pull punches. We left. We didn't stay for the event because we could have, after we did everything we did, talked to everybody a couple times. John spent an hour talking to a nice paisan for 45 minutes, and then he actually ended up buying more more stuff. and more and more stuff. So John took a hit. We won't release how much, but we know um, how much he spent. <sighs> Good for him. Um, we can't talk anything, though, because when... Oh, we I go know. to I, I the can't. next two events where we've uh, we've we've taken out second mortgages on our house. We've thought about selling our kids. Um, yeah, it's 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 going to be big this year. Um, you you can trim down the autograph signing times or add a Q and A. Like on the way home, we talked about why not have like the Nucci um, Lords Alten that's from this area. And maybe Barry Horowitz up there for a nice Q&A for a while. And then, you know, give them an hour, pull them down, give it an hour break and have people just mingling around and then throw up. Why not throw up uh, some of the local wrestlers? Let them promote the show a little bit tonight. Pull them back down. Have Heath Slater and Aiden English there talking about. Some stuff. There needs to be a little bit more going on instead of like, all right, we're here from ten to four, and we're not saying that the six hours. It, it we're not saying oh, it's not worth it. Six hours. No. no. What we're saying is, if okay, you could do add things like Mark said, or you know, it from the fans' point, you don't have to show up when the door is open. Right, and you we can show up. You could show up at you know depending on how much stuff you want to get, blah, blah, blah. If you only need probably two hours' time, you could legitimately show up in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to watch because there were some wrestlers and that that were only there for the first half, so that may govern it. It's just they have a lot of time. We're telling you as fans, you have a lot of time. You have a lot of time, yeah. Yeah. So plan accordingly when you go to that. Um Again, maybe we're going to do more next year with that. Uh, I've already reached out to a guy last night before I went to bed about doing some stuff down there. So, yeah, we will be back there. Uh, I, I really like the place. So, that was it was a great trip. John spent maybe half an hour here after we dropped you off last night, Chad. And it, he knows what he got. Like, he purchased it and he did. But it's like, okay, we, we got home from the three-hour trip. He looks at it again. He's like, man, this is really awesome. You know, I, I met Johnny fucking Rods. Or look at this awesome picture with Tony Gurria. And I did the same thing. Barry Horowitz remembered us. Like, he... It was really awesome, Barry Horowitz. I'm like, hey, I'm Mark from Country. He's like, I know who you are. Because when we did the Barry Horowitz one, we did it on Skype. And he mm -hmm. saw us and everything. He's like, I know who you guys are. He came around the table and gave us a hug. Where normally when you get pictures and stuff... You go around to that. He came over to us. Yeah, he uh, was all over the place. He was. When he, was there, he wasn't just sitting there and blown off. Um, <laughs> I got to throw the funny moment. Go up to. I I ordered this, oh, this uh, off great. of eBay a couple of couple of months ago. I guess it is, and it is a printing plate from a magazine, and it was Money Inc. Ted DiBiase and uh, Mike Rotundo or Narshyster with Jimmy Hart in the middle, and they had the tag belts on. And I was like, that would be something really fucking cool to get signed. Well, you can't at WrestleCade, 
And that's why I ordered it as soon as they announced Ted DiBiase was coming. This I was, was like, prior to this, that. knowing about this. Um, so I was like, oh, Jimmy Hart, because I'll take down. But anyway, Jimmy Hart's there with the Nasty Boys, and he has uh, sags on one side, knobs on another, and Hart's in the middle. And Jimmy Hart's a cool dude. Yeah. He, the way he sounds when he's talking in interviews, in that, not before he gets all hyped and starts screeching. Dude is so, he's so chill. Um, but I get up there and show him this, and he's like, oh, you know, wow, this is cool. He's like, I'll sign this in yellow. It'll really stand out. And uh, Sags looks over, Money Inc., what the fuck? <laughs> you got the best tag team right here. And we all started laughing. I was like, you know, went around for a picture with Jimmy Hart. Well, I don't mean to be rude. I I wasn't an overly huge Nasty Boys fan. Um, I was there to get Jimmy Hart to sign this thing. Because um, I had a f- drinks with the Nasty Boys many, many moons ago, and they weren't exactly the most friendly people. But anyway, um, I go around to get this picture of Jimmy Hart. You ready? Yeah, Jimmy Hart gives me his megaphone. And, um, I'm ready because I'm the cameraman. Mark's ready. He's the cameraman. And the Nasty Boys get in the picture. Mark... I've I've never seen Mark move so fucking fast with snapping a picture because that would have been extra yeah. with them in it. And he shook their hands and they were all good and everything got the hell out of there. Hey, got a picture with the nasty yes. boys for free. Um As soon as you left the, the promo motor's like, we need to move Jimmy because these guys didn't get paid for that last picture. And I'm like, Yeah, they're like, like Jack, they're go. getting in let's they're go. getting into every picture. Yeah. And it was, you know, not like I said, again, nothing against them. They just weren't a team that I really liked. And I, w- I wanted to say, well, you fuckers beat the Hart Foundation, so I don't like you. I don't but. like you. <laughs> That's what's mean. Uh, get ready for Mark to get more heat from IWC. That's what's mean the main event. They beat the fraternity. I love the main event, though. And they know it. Gannon and Duke, I love you guys. It's just... But anyway, the whole trip, well worth it. Oh, yeah. Look at what they have. Look at the planning. Extremely cheap. Oh, my God. For everything. I got a picture with J.J. Dillon and an autograph. 30 bucks. Yep. Um, Jimmy Hart was 40 Right. Uh, most, bought Cowboy Bob Orton, 30 bucks. Um, Tony Sam Rue was doing stuff for free. Yeah. Um, Snitsky, he was he was somebody that really was never at his table. You just needed to find him. Yeah, you need to get a hold of him, and he's a big fucking dude. Yeah, holy hell! Now he has a a, a goatee. If you the, remember his little goatee beard, it was smaller than mine. It's when seven he's foot long now. Yeah, now this thing's like hanging down to his private area, and it's braided and everything. But he was talking to everybody, Chad. He had it. He just forgot. That's mine. Oh shit! Should drink up. <laughs> Um, he was doing, if you were part of the military and you had your military ID, he was giving you stuff for free as well. Bless you. So a, a great event. Um, I know of some already because before I did fall asleep last night and slept for 12 hours this morning. Um, I know other people were looking that couldn't do it because of still some COVID restrictions. I know like Randy Hogan wanted to be there. The... Macho man that does the 
Randy Savage impressions would have loved to be there. Some other people. But it was on the same weekend as the gathering in North Carolina. And I know there's a big difference, but there's some legends from down there that could have been, or there's some people from here that could have been down there. So I hope they kind of look at that and say, hey, you know, let's give both areas their own, you know, to-dos. Because after we learn the history of Hamburg... And John was the one, he's like, something went on here. Something went on here the whole time. And I know yeah, I, we were trying to think on. Yeah. They, they taped WWF there all the time. And I'm like, wow, man, I don't know where, where parking was. And totally, well, kind of off of this, but with the autograph signings and stuff going on, people, they are starting to really explode these events. Yeah. Um, the uh, celeb fest that Mark and John are and Pat, fuck Pat, by the way, um, are going to in October. I may make it back. I may not have a, something else uh, going You're on. You're moose. It's once-in-a-lifetime type thing. I probably won't ever get a chance to do it again. Um, but Celeb Fest is just coming out. Even more than Celeb Fest is WrestleCade down in North Carolina. You're talking from where we're at in Ridgeway, would you say 10 hours? Yeah, but we make it in eight. Yeah. This <laughs> depends on how many cops are on the road. Um, but easy to get down to. Hotels cheaply buy the event itself. You did see what I sent you last night. Who's going to be? Oh, yeah. My boy Dan Housen. Very evil. Very yeah. good. All right. That, uh, that was our love for the Legends of Wrestling event in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Guys, if you get the chance when it comes back, go. Um, you'll see us there. Go. Uh, let's do half an hour of wrestling because we're, we have a couple segments new in the second segment that we're going to do uh, this week. So, and wrestling was good, not great this week. We can just kind of touch on everything. WWE, Chad, I, we had money in the bank last week. So we can we can touch on that. Give that some some love. Oh, let's first say congratulations to somebody. Matt Cardona. Last night. New GCW champion. And you showed me the I saw I saw it that he won and I listened to him afterwards a little bit, but I saw the clip legit after he won the match. Oh my god, are they pissed. This you guys have got to look this up. Just Type in simple Mark, Matt Cardona wins GCW title. And you find the clip of, you know, when he hit his maneuver and uh, pinned Nick Gage. And this place fucking went nuts. And when I say went nuts. Not no, good. We're not talking Rock and Roll Express beating Russians nuts. No, we're talking Dusty Rhodes got his leg broken, shoved up his posterior and nuts. They fucking beers launching, bouncing off Cardona's head, off his shoulders. Um, the ring announcer, and obviously this was probably, you know, meant the ring announcer's like, basically, yeah, this fucker won. Yay. Yeah. Um, PBRs all over the place, by the way. It was fucking nuts. Uh, it was funny. I was laughing. I was like, man, can you imagine this shit back in the, you know, early 80s, 70s and stuff when they're throwing fucking batteries and whatever the hell else. Those, and those cocktails that you throw through windows and blow shit up. Yeah. Oh my Molot God. Uh, what do they call Molotov them? Molotov cocktails. Yeah. Um, but Chad, to your point, this could lead to a lot of stuff. Let's start with 
money in the bank and then we'll get there. All right. We'll just go in order and touch. Um, how did you, we don't have to break down every match, new tag team champions for SmackDown on the pre-show. I didn't watch money in the bank Sunday at all. I watched the entire thing. No, you didn't because the cock had issues. Well, not, I better not say that. Um, the streaming channel, the <laughs> cock had issues. <laughs> um, okay, I should have said it that. Had that. It had it across. I watched as much as was broadcast. Right. Um, it was it was okay. I think what elevated it, and we'll continue to say this for probably a couple of months, the fans elevated this show. Um the show was kind of subpar. You didn't, there wasn't really anything that happened that you weren't expecting. Um, I don't agree with the Usos winning the title. Uh, that's on the personal side of things. Um, uh, Charlotte beat Rhea Ripley. Um, we kind of saw that we coming. We saw that coming. Because Rhea's just not clicking with right. the fans on the main roster. Um, it's just, I don't, I don't know what the deal is with her. Plus, there's more for Charlotte to do as champion later in the show. Or, I'm sorry, the next night. The next night. Um, there's more for Charlotte to do as champion than there is Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch it live because I actually ended up... Um, sleeping? My, no. I had therapy. <laughs> I had my, my tattoo therapy. I got my Dusty Rhodes one mostly done. I had the Undertaker touched up a little bit around the, the edges. And, like, she's doing two tattoos every time I go. But starting, f- completing one, starting the next one. So I, I got my Dusty Rhodes one completed. Um, a heart with the polka dots in it. And it says hard times across it. And then she did my rock logo, just as Brahma Bull. She'll color that in next time. I do know, and I'm not revealing the two that she's going to start next time, and they definitely are huge favorites. I'll just leave it at that. And they will play into when we go to, when I go to both of the next coming events of um, Slubfest and, which the hell do you call it, Wrestlecade. Um so if you know you're getting Rick and Scott Steiner on your titties, not no. Everything's on my arm. First of all, <laughs> um, most of this will be done by the time we get to WrestleCade anyway. But one, I wanted to make sure you should know where I'm going with this. Um, the next two or three are very important for Celeb Fest for me. So when I get a picture with him or her, they're on my body. So God, they, thank I can, God it's your arm then. Yeah, right. Um, so. They'll be soon because I already have my next three appointments booked, and they're all like three weeks apart. So, this my money in the bank. Um, money in the bank. All right, Edge uh, and I'm just trying to get Edge and Roman uh, was better than I thought. Better it was. than I thought. But again, the fans played. Was they the, feed, I don't care what the wrestlers say. Oh well, we have a job to do, and you know we're going to do it. To you can't tell me. Oh. That you're not into it more when the fans are there. Whether they hate you or they love you, you you're into it more. And this showed. Didn't think Edge was gonna win. I, um no. We really didn't, but this match was 
better than I thought it was going to be. And Seth plays a part setting up such a dick setting up <laughs> Edge and you know come on this is everything setting up for SummerSlam. That's going to be a SummerSlam match. The return after this, uh, we didn't even talk about the winners yet, and we'll get there. Um, and then the return after the Roman Reigns match, Cena comes out, doesn't do anything, just says, hey, I'm back, and I'm back for a while. Uh, it sets up him being the person that opens up Raw, and let's just put Raw and SmackDown and everything together, just because where we're at right now. Um, on Raw, he says, hey, Roman Reigns, you're an asshole. I'll see you Friday night on SmackDown. Pompous asshole. Pompous asshole. Which, very... I popped when Cena come out. I did too. Not I that, missed him. Not that I'm oh so excited that he's back, but he there had. are some guys that just come back, be in for a shorter amount of time, and you just kind of need him. Don't really appreciate him when he's around for a long and long and long time and stuff like that because his shit gets old. But things like this bring them back. Absolutely perfect. I popped. That building sounded like it was going to go off. I the roof pop, was going to come off. I pop more when Cena returns for these little stints than I do for The Rock anymore. Because in my heart, I think that Cena actually does want to be there. He does love the wrestling more than movies. He just makes a lot on movies. Don't get me wrong. He, he does still have the love of wrestling. I think The Rock, on the other hand, looks at it as it's a huge payday again. I'm here for one month or two, and I'm definitely gone. And we know The Rock's coming back at some point. It, it's in my book, the writing's on the wall for the WrestleMania match. It has to be. Yeah, and I'm we're already planning for WrestleMania. I, I really am because I I don't see whoever is thrown at Roman from now until then. He's not losing it. I don't. You disagree? No, I just. I, there's nobody because of the shitty booking. There is nobody, unless you sign somebody major from the other fucking company, which isn't happening. There's just nobody to take seriously as a threat to his title. Right. Until then. And it has nothing to do with where he's at, which. He's at the top of the food chain. I ain't saying the head of the fucking table, but that's why I said food chain. chain. But he he is the best story in wrestling, and if not in wrestling today, by leaps and bounds in the WWE. This is what we've waited four years, five years for is for him to be an obnoxious prick. Yeah. And because he had to look, you know, he didn't have the the scientific ability of like Styles or Rollins to kind of win over that direction of fans, but he he has everything else. And I said one thing that's going to tilt him over and make him a bastard. He finally got, and that was Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. There is no other, I want to say, loved but hated manager other than 
one that isn't in wrestling that could make Romans the perfect bastard right now. Uh, the women's money in the bank. And I, I was shocked. Shocked and awe that you see Nikki Cross win this. Um, I, I really didn't see the push that fast for Nikki. I, I know a lot of people are behind the superhero thing. I think it's awesome. I, I'm one that likes the character. I, I mean, I don't want to go back to the goon and the Abe Knuckleball Schwartz and the gobbledygooker where everybody's a character. But she's the character right now, and I, it's it's fitting. Uh, it's pissed some people off, John. He hates it. But I'm just saying, like, overall, it's nice to have one thing. So she's got that right now. I just didn't see her winning it. I thought it was going to be maybe Liv's time or maybe I, Naomi would have got it. You know, somebody just, again, but I was all right with it. Yeah, I didn't, I don't want to say I expected her. She was probably, if I was to rank the people, she was probably middle of the pack. Yeah. Um, the only thing that bothered me about her winning it was the way she did. Oh, everybody's at the top of the ladder battling, and I'm just going to walk right the fuck up between them and the grab the thing. The smallest one. And the I smallest, just, short, shortest mean I I was like, that was the stupidest way for her to win it. Yeah. Other than that, it was a pretty decent match. Uh, we'll touch on Lashley as long as the match is. I, this Barry Kofi again. I didn't like it. Didn't like Kofi, it at all. Kofi buried himself, or got buried in... You know, how do you put? I'll be. I'm not going to be too nice on this, but he got buried and then start and then became worm food when he got beat by Lesnar and then didn't pitch a fucking fit about losing to Lesnar in eight seconds. Things happen. Shits happens. Obviously, he wasn't going to beat Lesnar. Eight seconds. Yeah, that destroys everything and anything. Kofi did up in wrestling to that point. Now he's having matches with, you know, longer matches with Bobby Lashley. Yeah. And yeah. why is that? Because Bobby Lashley can lead him through a match. Bobby Lashley can go through a match. Brock Lesnar, suplex. Suplex. Punch, kick. Knee. Punch, kick, suplex. Knee. Punch, Knee. kick. There's, there's Brock Lesnar's 15-minute match. Uh, Biggie wins the the men's Money in the Bank. Um, I, that was right. Uh, I know I picked Randy Orton last week to say you know Riddle is going to have an injury or whatever, but I'm glad Biggie's getting the push. Um, I think we're going to get a heel Biggie before he turns this in. But who? When does he turn it in? How long does he wait? Um, and who does he go? I don't. Because I don't see any any of the two with the titles right now losing them mm. for a while. I would say Lashley first. I would. Okay, so Raw, uh, just to continue here, we, we've we already said it, essentially. Uh, Nikki catches in. because We have Ripley against Flair. Flair loses the match via DQ because she crushes Ripley in the face with the, the belt. Ripley gets pissed off, destroys her. And before she's done destroying her, uh, somebody pushes the button to let us know that Nikki's coming out. So I knew right then and there that Nikki's winning the championship. Like, instantly. This 
that this was a surprise if you didn't see what happened at Money in the Bank. If and I'm not talking about Nikki winning the Money in the Bank match. I'm talking about the title change. This title change, this quick, was done for one reason, and one reason only, and we didn't mention it, but in Charlotte's match with Rhea Ripley, the fans are chanting Becky. Yep. Becky. Becky. Fucking loud. Yeah. And Charlotte literally walks a half of the ring with her arm fully extended, flipping off the fans. Yep. And it was televised. And we know how the cock doesn't like that stuff. Yep. This met this nothing against Nikki. She deserves a the belt. But this was done at this time for that reason and that reason only. I don't It was a punishment. It, it yeah. It was it was Because a, Charlotte doesn't need the belt. Nope. She doesn't. But her having it, you don't take it away from her like this because it makes it look like shit. Yeah. I.e. Sasha Banks and her. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, hopefully we're done with Sheamus and Birdo because that's done. Damian Priest was actually backstage. The big thing, really the big thing on Raw was Bob had an open challenge. Decimates the returning Keith Lee. So where does that put him, Chad? And then I'll, I'll give you a new second. And then as soon as he's done decimating Keith Lee... Goldberg says, I'm next. There's your SummerSlam match for Bobby Lashley. Goldberg is up next, which 20 years ago, I was excited when he first came back. When he beat Lesnar in a minute and a half, I thought that was one of the coolest things I've seen in wrestling. It No, it's it's enough. Just, it's stop. Just stop. Goldberg, now, yeah, Goldberg. Lashley beating Keith Lee. What is this? This is punishment to Keith Lee. They're going to they're gonna fucking bury him. And it's because of the whole battle between him and WWE that's in the courts over him copywriting his name. Yeah. Because he applied for it, and then WWE found out that he did, so they applied for it. Why do you think he's been off air? They're keeping him off air because of that. And it's still in the courts. It hasn't been settled. But they figured, oh, the fans are starting to murmur about it and say it's bullshit. Let's bring him back, bury him, and piss the fucking fans off even more. Brilliant booking, Vince. Brilliant. Uh, over to SmackDown. SmackDown Cena comes out, officially challenges Roman for the title. Paul singing of the... I know, I don't know, did you watch a clip at least? Him doing, dun, 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 was amazing. That made SmackDown for me. That really did. I loved it. Fast forward to the end of the show. Roman comes out. He says, nope, I'm not taking that challenge. Uh, Finn Balor comes out and says, well, if you don't want to fight Cena, how about me? And after some talks with Paul Heyman, they say, okay. Now... It's going to be a great twist, at least. I think if Roman is going to lose the title, even if it's for a short time, a month or two, Finn Balor's going to be the one to beat him. 
and I say this because Finn Balor, when they brought him up from NXT, was being pushed. The and first he time. Beat, yeah. yeah, the first time. And he beat Seth Rollins. Seth fucking Rollins. When Rollins was the hottest is a dick. He beat him in the final for the Universal title. He had to relinquish it because, you know, his shoulder basically got ripped from his body. Um, I would not, absolutely would not be surprised if they have Finn Balor beat Roman for the title. I'd be shocked. I, I With this whole storyline, I would be shocked. Uh, other things on SmackDown... Again, Corbin is amazing. Down on his luck, he, he and now there's now you see the guy that's manage was managing the whole f- fucking GoFundMe and everything. Stole his took, money, took all the money and left. Yep. So and they, oh, and he stole Corbin's credit or uh, identity. Identity. Yeah. Corbin's just man. I'm almost feeling bad for him. I may you know like start another GoFundMe. At least you'll run it correctly maybe, for him. Yeah, maybe get some. Well, I don't know about the GoFundMe. Maybe I'll send him. You know, some, like, expired food or something like that. He gets $40 from Corbin, I mean, from KO, and then the Dirty Dogs take it from him. But then I, I think KO's going to stand up for him. I love, I am in love with this. We got, this is funny, yeah, but it's not stupid. And i just seen a picture of him from SmackDown this morning. He, he's growing hair. He gets depressed, and he's growing hair. I'm fucking depressed and I'm still bald, but that bastard's depressed and he's growing hair. The hell? The worst thing on SmackDown this week, as this is what actually started our trip to um, Hamburg yesterday, Mark bitching about them having two matches at uh, Rolling Loud Rap Festival or whatever in Miami, because the show was in Cleveland, but they went to Miami for two cards. In Whale, Wally, some rapper that he was on one of the. Yeah, he was on one of the pay per views. That's how much I remember who the hell he is. He's like, all right, guys, we're ready for uh, the wrestling part of the show. And I'm going to bring out, do you want the smoke? You want, you want the smoke? And people are like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? We have the smoke right here in our pockets if we want to, you know? Um, He brings out. The Street Profits and Dawkins takes on Gable and nobody cares. Not anybody. They're 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 flying over the crowd and you see people on phones, people running to get drinks or they just don't care. So now you waste them and now you waste Bianca Belair against Carmella in a rematch for the women's championship. Again, this was Stupid. I want to know how much they paid Rolling Rap Festival or whatever the hell it was called to let them do this because people there didn't care. This is the only thing I've seen that was remotely ever this bad in wrestling was at the Hog Wild Sturgis. Sturgis shit. But at least you had a bunch of drunken fucking bikers there that they were into the shit. They just rubbed. I, no, I hated it because during matches they would just rev up their motorcycles and it would overpower yeah. the commentary. I'm just saying, at least you had something like that. I mean, what were these people at this thing? Revving up their fucking cell phones? They were doing nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Um, all right. Transition to NXT real quick. Um, really, Chad, the only thing is Joe 
is pissed off. TikTok. Oh, wait. We do have one thing to talk about. Oh, we totally we, missed we, something on fucking Raw. Yeah, Karrion Cross. And this, this you, is good because we'll transition right into the cross. You bring... You have Jeff Hardy. God love him. I hope, you know, his battle with his demons, whether it be the emotional or substance, I pray that he's winning them and continues to do so. And you bring up Karrion Cross. Minus Scarlet. Minus Scarlet. Minus the great entrance. As it comes out a day later, Scarlet was there, but Vince didn't understand how Scarlet fits with Cross. Right. Right. I'm just leave. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, and then he has, and I don't care how the match ended, whatever. He has Jeff Hardy beat Karrion Cross in less than three minutes. You effectively just took the dominant NXT champion, put him in a big pile of shit, and sent him away. Yeah. And then we come to NXT... And, okay, they start off with Joe being pissed off and everything, which Joe's great. Joe's great. No matter great. what the hell he does. But you can't take Cross seriously. You can't, under any way, shape, or fucking form, can you take him seriously now because of what they did to him. This isn't like, uh, I think of it just like two examples. This isn't like Jeff Hardy years ago against The Undertaker in a ladder match, you had two established superstars at that point. And you could take it seriously, and they had a hell of a match. Now, you have a guy that got beat by somebody probably closer to 30 years older than him. All of, bro. 100 pounds lighter than him that he should have never fucking lost to. Yep. I, He's done. They might as well take that title off of him, throw it away, and and toss it. End of the mat. End of the night. Joe, um, back out in the ring. Cross comes on to Jumbotron and says, "Hey, Joe, come here. Uh, look what I did." He laid out Regal. Joe runs this is out. A setup. Yeah. This is. And when I say setup, well, no shit. Not like he really laid out Regal. <laughs> this really? is a setup. This is a setup between Regal. And cross. They're going to go on Joe. Yep. Yep. That's what I saw, too. Uh, quickly, other things on NXT. Then we'll take our break and cover AEW in the second segment, Chad. Um, I really like the Diamond Mine Fish Kushida match because I like Fish and Kushida as a team. I really, they're both like twisters and turners of your body. Um, I thought the, the Diamond Mine was actually going to get the win since they're new. I thought Bobby was going to take the loss, not Kushida. But shocking enough, uh, Kushida gets the win. This could be a team that they could push. Yeah. Um, work on on their mic skills and stuff like that a little bit, which is not a, not a big deal. That's the most glaring thing that could hold this team back. But they're where and with the people that they need to work on that and stuff. Boy, would this not be the team, um, not that the NXT tag team division is the greatest it, now, would this not be the team to beat MSK for the titles? I would love it. 
I would love you get you you get Imperium returning though too as they they did a little promo. Um, I don't I don't want to even touch on the match, but Grimes is amazing as the Butler. <laughs> he is amazing as a Butler. <laughs> he reminds me of the Curly fat from little, the Three Stooges, the fat <laughs> little dude from uh, the Monopoly dude or whatever. <laughs> yes. He's like the Monopoly dude with fucking hair. Uh, the main event of the night was Raquel against Zaya. Um, it, it didn't. It, the f- ending didn't work for me. Where Zaya kind of gets injured, and then Raquel just decimates her anyway. Um, I didn't see Zaya winning the title. Um, any thoughts on that before I actually talk about the match? I want to. Yeah, it was a it was a legit injury. Not as bad um, as they thought. Thank goodness we have another injury that coming up that we'll talk about with uh AEW but um I've I saw Dakota Kai turning or yeah. not yet I saw her turning uh just it's time it's time if she's going to get the title she needs to do it as a as a a bitch and she needs to end somebody's reign that has had it for a little bit yeah I agree uh match of the night for me was Kyle O'Reilly and Austin Theory and we always talk about how we love Kyle O'Reilly. And Austin Theory is actually the one, yeah, he lost, but he shined in this match for me. He really did. If Kyle O'Reilly could just, he was just better on the mic, the dude would be a legitimate world champion. Yep. He still is. He just, the mic skills are what are going to keep him them from putting the belt on him. And a little bit of a, just pay attention, Austin Theory walked out on the way during the show, too. So the way, which sucks because you can't do this already, but they're doing it anyway, is getting broken up. All right, Chad, let's take a quick break. We'll do AEW in the second segment with our um, point-counterpoint that we are going to talk about this week. We have a, a pretty cool one, an easy one, as we said, to kind of roll into the punches. As um, I'm also saying, I didn't check the emails to see if anybody sent us in. So bad on me. Um, we do have to talk about collar and elbow. Chad. Yes, I'm still sleeping in the same shit that I went down yesterday in. But I had people wanting this shirt off my bat. Back. Yeah, there was a couple of guys. Uh, holy shit. You know, they like the shirt. When I say nothing special, it's not flashy or anything. It's a wrestling shirt. It says wrestling with... Red, yellow, and blue. That, yep. That's it. it. It's a really cool shirt. Um, you have your Brody Lee one on, which is awesome. Uh, we always rep Collar and Elbow here on Can Crushers. We have a promo code, and it's Can Crushers. All one word. Capital C and Can. Capital C and Crushers. And chat, how much will it save you? 10%. Basically about your shipping. Yep, it'll save you your shipping. Here comes Al Snow to tell you more about Collar and Elbow. And then we come back, we'll talk about AEW and do our new... Segment, point, counterpoint. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. 
passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. What's up, everybody? This is Dean Fleming. Yo, we are here. Cane Crushers, we love you, man. You're, you're okay. Nah, I'm kidding. You guys are awesome. Hey, keep giving them a listen. Let's go. And welcome back to Can Crushers. It's Mark and Chad here. That's are returning. That's wow, it. We're like we're subdued as shit. Yeah, today. I'm still, dude. I'm really still tired. I I really am. It's just the way it's going to be today. I'm not going to yell or scream. So people probably like one of our subdued episodes, right? Yeah. Hey guys, if you want to really get Mark to yell and scream <laughs> when you get our our uh, social media contacts and everything, just go and. Say all kinds of shit about baseball, about rules. Sabermetrics. Sabermetrics. You know, everything. Just piss them off. Fire them up. All right, let's talk about AEW because there is a lot going on with AEW. Um, the Let's start with the rumor mill, first of all. Then we'll no talk- rumors. Oh, all right, no rumors. No rumor. No, 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 no. Start with the rumor mill, but it's it's not rumors. Both signings have been confirmed. Okay, well, still. I When they're there, that's when there's... Confirmed for me. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk going to AEW. Absolutely 100% happy for Daniel Bryan. Um, this is going to have more T as much as I would have loved him to go to Ring of Honor. Um, and it's not saying that he's not, because if he's working with one, why can't working, he work with the other? Exactly. Um, but with... AEW, he's going to have constant exposure. Um, and one of Daniel Bryan's biggest things was he wanted to work with New Japan. I mean, to the point of he was going to sign with just New Japan. Yeah. But now he can work with both of them. He can get his exposure here, both areas, stateside. Stateside and there. And he doesn't. Again, not Ring of Honor. Love it. Their weekly shows on Fight TV, you know, their pay-per-views, everything like that. He's going to get more exposure. Right. And not that he really needs it. Everybody, you know, who has a fucking brain in the wrestling world knows who he is and what he can do. But it's more fun for the guys when they're at the tail end of their career. If they're capable of putting forth the effort to have the exposure that he's going to have. And are you happy about the punk one? Because I am. I He's man, been away for I a would, while. I would love to say I am, but I'm. how are they going to use him? Are, are they going to put him, you know, as a, a fucking announcer on their B or C show or something like that? How are they going to use him? Who are they going to start him in a feud with? Please don't fucking let it be Cody. Uh, Cody's got Malachi Black that he's got to worry about in three yeah, weeks. I mean, but that, I mean, okay, so let's say they're not going to bring in Punk and Brian on the same show. Mm. I, if they, that would fucking surprise me if they did. Yeah. What if they brought both of them down all on out. the same angle or something like that? I just don't see it. I would love it if they did it right, but I just don't see him doing that. Um, I think All Out's going to be amazing, and that's going to be here. So if the English professor would like to drive back up and watch it here, we, we, I mean, 
That is definitely beer, wings, pizza, the whole 10 yards type of pay-per-view so for me. This is an announcement to everybody. Not everybody. <laughs> Don't. No, no, no. I, you take care of that. That's on you. Um, this is not a, or this is an announcement to spouses, family member, right. everything like that. No weddings. Nope. No bar mitzvahs. None. No gender reveals. None. No my puppies or my dogs having puppies. No anything. No car washes. Nothing. No, car, no, no. This is it. For me, the only way you get me out of this wrestling and not watching this wrestling is if Carrie Underwood goes slumming and <laughs> wants me. That's the only way I'm out of this wrestling. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, again, touching on things on AEW, um, Jericho's match is first, and it's part of the MJF five matches of death or whatever the hell it's called right now. Uh, I took shitty notes. Sean Spears gets to use a chair. Jericho doesn't. Um, This was an all right match. You know, Jericho wins essentially using the chair, but not using the chair, right? Because Spears gets thrown into the chair, so he really didn't use it. Then he hits the Judas effect and gets the pin. We, I still hate that as a finishing maneuver. That is the weakest maneuver I swear I've ever seen next to Santino Morella's fucking snake. <laughs> MJF comes out after the match, and this is what's going to grind your gears. This is going to grind your gears, which leads us into talking... Um, more about what I brought up. Uh, MJF announces that Nick Gage is his next opponent. Is Jericho's next opponent. Go ahead, Chad, because you're already turning red. This, I seen this, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? We don't mention this name a lot on here. I'm just going to say, I hope you guys are happy, because when Jim Cornette talks about this shit, He's going to have a fucking stroke. AEW is going to be responsible for the death of Jim Cornette, literally. My thoughts, this is shit. I I don't... There is guys on the indies that are popular. CM Punk, AJ Styles, um, Samoa Joe, whoever the fuck. When they were on the indies. When they were yeah. on the indies. You know, Startup, Wardlow, Britt Baker... You know, you could go on and on and on. And then you have a guy that smashes people with lights, bricks. Um, The most scientific wrestling move he ever used in his life was a hip toss onto barbed wire tacks. Um, This is just shit. It's one thing to sign wrestlers from recently released wrestlers and stuff and everything like that, but then you sign this. I don't know the guy, don't care to see him or anything. He is a shit show, mud show, crap wrestling that got some exposure, and Tony Khan's wee-wee got hard, and figured he was going to sign him and bring him in. I'm on the other side. I am. I, I want to see what. I, I don't think he's going to be signed. This is 
like one of the indie shows that they 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 bring people up, they give them you know a, whatever a, a spot on dark or this that or the other. I think it's just a one off. But what I think is it leads to others again. Cardona just won last night. Does Cardona come tomorrow, uh, a Wednesday as well? The first one that I thought this was going to lead to. Okay, they're bringing them in outside of the obvious reason you would think they were bringing them in. Right. How did you think they were going to bring Nick Gage in? As a wrestling fan, as somebody who knows what he's been up to lately, how did you think they were going to bring him in? I thought more for Darby or somebody. I've Moxley. Key oh, in on yeah. that fucking feud. Yeah. And Moxley's a big supporter of Gage's, which I don't understand, but, you know, to each is his own. Maybe if I seen this guy or whatever, I'd, I'd change my mind, but I've, I've just seen nothing that he's, nothing, he, he's about on a level of Axel and I and Rotten in their shit that gets them suspended, gets wrestling suspended from states. Yeah. I, no, I, that's what I, I see think. your point, but. I would have thought they would have brought him in for Moxley, but that would have been too obvious. Right. So bring him in. MJF's hitman, basically, against Jericho. And it's only match two, so you know Jericho is winning. Because we're getting to match five at least, because Jericho is going to face MJF. Okay, so Jericho, yeah, uh, does this... Because Jericho releases that the pain maker is coming back as well. What's his name? Uh, Gage. Let's say he comes down to interfere in a Jericho match sometime. Well, let me see. John Moxley's not traveling over to Japan anytime soon anymore. Well, it's no DQ. So, so okay, let's tie in. Let's tie that in there. You're gonna get then. You're getting Mox Cage. What about Cardona? What about Cardona and Moxley? Coming down, like, fuck you, he's mine. I'm going to beat him up. No, fuck you, he's mine. And then they both decide to kick the shit out of him. Well, you're the one for now two years has been saying everything is going to group together and AEW is going to be the place that it is. This is part of it, Chad. Not, not. It is part of it. People love this. They, they, I. This is a small, this, it's, it's, I just don't like, I see so many other deserving wrestlers out there. And this guy who does this deathmatch shit. And do I enjoy watching every so often? Yeah, because I'm like, those are some stupid motherfuckers. Exactly. But do I want this on a national level? Do I want this guy? It's not going to be as high as it is. It's, they're, not, they're not going to be able to do the stuff that we sit down here and watch during a Why podcast. Not? Because it's on national television. Okay, so they don't do it on national television. They do it on their pay-per-view. It's not. It's next week. It's already said to be next week on national television. Him and Jericho. Yeah. Okay. Great. So the the Jericho match ends. What about it? Oh, he's not just there for two matches. Oh no, you're getting you. You'll probably get him and Mox on the next pay per view. It all out. And I still. And then that's the buys that they want because national television is free for Jericho. As I headbutt the microphone, Um, you're getting the buys. And this is all what it's about. You're getting the buys from and the, both shows the deathmatch people. They're like, holy shit, Mox against Cage, or uh, if Cardona makes a show, you know, to defend this title, all out. I, I, I'm going to use this horrible pun right now because it just slid into my head. 
Tony Khan's going all out with his money on his dad's money. His dad's money on this pay per view. That that's including Punk. It's including Danielson. It's including the mocks because they're gonna get the return. If they pay fifty dollars to watch Mox against Cage, those deathmatch fans and I am I, Sylvan's uh, buddies. Max uh, is one of the greatest guys now going to IWC with this little kid. Um, I'm sure I heard him from Pittsburgh Wednesday night going ape shit that Cage was there. He's now definitely in to buy because Gage is going to be on all out. I'm just telling you the the amount yeah, of buys. I just, I just don't. Uh. And that's what it's building to. It's I think it's brilliant. I, I just spit everywhere too. See now I'm getting heated again because uh, tell everybody how heated I was spitting when we were talking baseball. Oh, I cleaned the inside of my windshield. I had to get a fucking towel out of the back. Um, so I think it's a good thing. I, you're I right. I it's, think not it's, a, it's not a one off. But I don't not, think it needs to be a permanent thing. I don't think they permanent. need it. You know, I, I've one match I'll just think of right away, is, I, and I hate to say it, if he's going to have a match with somebody, somebody I'd like to see him go against would be Eddie Kingston. But yes, because <laughs> you know? yeah, I want they're going to have a nasty, bloody match at the pay per view. Um, whoever it is that he's in, you know, there's going to be a couple of guys. Um, you know, whether it's it'll probably be him against Moxley or something, and Cardona comes down and fucks him over, so that leads. It's going to lead to more, I think, in the long run, if they book it right, it could be good. But if they're just bringing this guy in because he's made noise on the internet... I don't think so. It's not a good thing. Yeah. But And Tony Khan hasn't exactly shown, regardless of what Dave Meltzer and the fucking Observer... Tony Khan is not the booker of the fucking last century. No, he's not. No, no, no. All right. Uh, fast forward some matches. Um, Chad, we'll jump right to the Mox-Archer match. I told you. I, I told you Archer was going to... And I'm not saying I told you Archer was going to win. Da, 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 but we already have a challenger for next week, which I've never seen. King Haku's son and holy piss. Is he a big MFer? Um... I could see Archer already dropping it to, how the hell do you say his name? And I put it phonetically in my phone. Hecala. Yeah, I didn't put it phonetically. Hecalea, I think, maybe. Yeah. Is he related to Kimono Wanalea? She wasn't there yesterday. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Hecalea. Um, shows up at the end of the show and they have a stare down. So the match is already booked for next week or soon. Um, Archer's not keeping this long either. This is going back over to IWGP real quick. Yeah. Did they put it on the And Mox wasn't the one that wanted to take it. To bring it back to the, you know, across the water. Archer was in New Japan before he was in AEW, and he was such a mean son of a bitch there. I I wasn't overly surprised that they had him win the title for Mox. I think, I don't know what the experience this kid has, how long he's been in, blah, blah, blah. I just, I could see Archer taking it over there. Maybe they have this match and it evolves into a, you know. Something, yeah. Some fucking big brawl and you have uh, Haku's uh, other relatives are over in New Japan. Archer goes over there and it develops something over there. I think that's more realistic than having him drop the title right off the bat. 
they've, I, shit, I, they've shit on them enough. Well, that's what I think it's, if anything, and I might have said this last week, but I'll say it again. I think it's more for Archer to get away from AEW for a while because he doesn't have a face or a role right now right. in AEW that he is uh, iconically the big show that one week he's helping Mox, the next week he hates Mox, the following week he's helping Sammy Guevara, the next week he hates Orange Cat. He, he, like he doesn't, he doesn't have anything. Any when he came in, he was the murder hawk, you know, badass that killed everybody. He didn't like anybody, even himself. Now they draw in a line that he's like, well, sometimes he's a nice guy. No, he should be a bastard all the time. That big. That intimidating. He should be an asshole all the time. Right. So get him. How do you ruin big guys? Make them good guys. Get him away for a while. Send him. Send him away. Bring him back in in a couple months after he drops the title or whatever. But uh, the match we want to talk about with an injury involved, and I'll, I'll tell you, it wasn't my favorite match of the week. Um, as much as we love Doctor Baker DMD, um, her match against Nyla was rough. Uh, we talked about it in the car. They they got lost. In no disrespect. We love Britt. Um, I met Nyla a couple times. She's a wonderful human being as well. Um, it, it just seems like they just didn't gel in the match. Britt has stepped up her game. Immensely. And from immense, the very first I match. Don't, I don't know how to put it. But when she is in a match, especially with somebody bigger than her, that person needs to be able to, how can I put it? I don't want to say chain wrestling, but that's the only thing. They got to be able to put movesets together. And Nyla Rose is not that wrestler. Right. She's a brawler. She's a a spot. Yeah, it's a spot. It's one or two. It's, you know, throw into the corner, splash, powerbomb. That's not what I'm talking about. That's that's not three moves together. That is a move set. They need to put more together, and they just seem like, oh, shit, I guess I'll do something. Oh, shit, I guess I'll do something. And I'm, I'm sorry I'm, I'm going to say this, and this may piss some people off. I really don't think. The majority of that fell on Brit in this match. No, I don't either. Um, I don't, I don't I either. I would say maybe, I'll say 10% fell on her, and that would only have been go to her before the match. What are we going to do? Move sets, stuff like that. Yeah. Brit gets injured in this match. Broken arm. Yep. She's um, not taking any time off, though. As you see, but I don't think she defends the title until all out, but she'll be around. You know, they'll pull some Brit shit of if there's a thing about Brit shit. There you go. Brit shit. Instead of cowboy shit, we got Brit shit now. Yeah. Um, They'll pull some, you know, shenanigans. You know, they've been listening to our fantasy podcast. Yep. They know the shit she's, you know, she was like five years as a champ and I don't think stepped inside the The ring for more than 20 seconds type deal. They're going to, they should pull some stuff like that. Keep her in front, keep her relevant. Yeah. Let her get some cheap or some, you know, stupid victories or something like that. Yeah. Um, the hell, Chelsea Green is wrestling with a damn. 
with a cast on. She did, uh, legitimately, I think it was Friday, she did have it removed. But she did a couple of uh, impact tapings where she still had it on. Yeah, and let's, if you're wondering, okay, how the hell could she not wrestle at Ring of Honor and then the night after wrestle at with impact? Two different states. Yep. Maryland does not let you wrestle if you have any injury. Anything like that. And done. she went even if she would have had it off, they are extremely tight on things. Yeah. That's why she didn't wrestle in Maryland and then the next night Nashville. Nashville the tapings. Where they wrestled and that's uh, you know, she wrestled this past week. So it's not that she's being a bitch. It's not that they, you know, gave her some money for Ring of Honor to come in and look as good as she looks. Damn. Um, she's going to be there where they were at the time. She just legitimately couldn't wrestle. They weren't allowing her to. If she brings all this up. I will continue to push her podcast as well. If you listen to Green with, en- Green with Envy, um, every Monday, she she releases everything. She's like, hey, this is, I, I lied to you guys about this, 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 and this. Because she knew her time was up prior to everything. She's had, had everything booked for a long time. But she was still like, she didn't want to say, hey guys, I'm going to be a Ring of Honor. Because she didn't want to get bent by the WWE or whatever. And she's like, I still can't wrestle. But boom, she shows up at Slammiversary. And she, she knew all of this. She spills for half an hour. Uh, she releases the tea. So. She doesn't care. And it's funny we're talking about that. And then look what happened. Was it last week? Not this past week. The week before. One of the uh, Lashley's ladies. Yeah. Um. Very nice looking young lady. Um, she turns up on Raw. Raw the next day as a fucking wrestler. Yeah. Or not. No, she was on Raw and she turned up with the company. The, she was on the pay per view, right. Money in the Bank, and turns up on Monday at the Impact Tape, one of TV them. Yeah. tapings. Yeah. Doing both at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, nod, nod to Lex Luger shit there. Um, all right. We're going to... So, a, a week in wrestling was... I'm not saying it was super terrific or... Oh, one other signing. Uh, Thunder Rosa officially signs with AEW. Um, we kind of saw that coming for a long time. But, again, she's still going to be able to run Mission Pro Wrestling and do all her stuff. That's why, you know, um, it's still just another knock on NWA. They can't keep. They can't keep the people. Um, I don't think their their the flight pe- exposure is doing anything for them either. I'm going to say it's only five bucks a month. Chad, I I turned it off. I I because I just there's nothing pulling me there right now. I yeah. think they need to get uh, if it's a big one. Maybe Aldis needs to do a run in AEW as well. They need to work with somebody, and they're really not. They're working with. Indies, and I, I don't disregard that saying it mean anything because we all we're actually starting to wait, hate the word indies because the IWC is yes, it's an indie show, but everybody I mean, from IWC, coast to coast knows IWC anymore. I, IWC's problem is Justin Plummer. If they just let Jenny run the things, right? You know, up front they'd be fine, right? But you know what I'm saying? Uh, they need to work with 
NWA needs to work, have it be with an impact so they get more exposure, or definitely AEW. It even roll back with ROH again, so you're seeing the true ROH fans watch them. NWA, if anybody's in the world of hurt, they're in the world of hurt, I believe. All right. Chad brought this up last week. It's uh, Chad's point-counterpoint. And like I said, I didn't check the email, so I just brought one to the table to see how this is going to roll um, for the first week. And Chad, are you all right with that one, or can you think of one? No, I, I like this one. This is a good one to good start. one to start with because it can go a couple of different ways depending right. on how you phrase the question. Well, I don't have a coin with me right now. So do you want to be the good guy or the bad guy? And then we'll tell everybody. Um, now, okay. Are now, you for or against that? I'll just put it that way before we get going. Ending or who ended it? Oh, that's well, the now difference. You just, now you just gave everybody what it no. is. No. Yeah, you did. That's easy. If people were just like, oh, I know they're going to be talking about fill in the blank there real quick. Which way are you going to go? I, I just meant in general. In general. Okay. You can spin I it the way you the, want. For ending? or I'll be for... I'll, I'll be for ending. And good, I'll be because the I wanted guy. the other side anyway. Good. So... All right. Go ahead. This is, your, this is yours. Well... New new segment, you know, point counterpoint, and the thing is to bring up huge stories, impact stories, storylines, not just everyday storylines, weekly storylines. And was this good? Was this bad? And the reason I asked Mark, and obviously we're talking about and the if you Undertaker's can, Street, and if you guys can actually think of a cool um, title to this segment, because point counterpoint is pretty generic. Yeah. If you can if you can think of something like can crusher quandary, maybe that's it. Maybe I just thought of it. Because quandary you think a lot. Quandary crusher. Ah, oh, fuck. But, Never mind. We don't need your help. Um, <laughs> so we're talking. If you guys can think of something though, cool. Send us yeah, some. Shit send us. And what we're gonna do? We're gonna get it a couple of weeks, kind of get our get our feet and under us, so to speak. Before with we it. bring the big ones, then we're gonna put put them in a hat, and we're gonna draw and. If you send one in and it's picked, we'll give you a shout out. Um, but this one, we're talking about the under Undertaker's streak ending. And the reason I asked Mark what I did before I chose which side I wanted to I know to where be you're on, going with this. Because are you going to talk, should Brock Lesnar have ended it? Should he not? That's a whole different thing than the streak itself ending. So which one do you want to do then today, Chad? Oh, I can make it easy. I, I, I'll, we can do both of them. That's how quick. If it was Brock Lesnar ending it, I don't agree with it. Well, wait, no, no, no. You, 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 wait a minute. You, you're arguing against it ending. Period. I'm arguing. No, I'm arguing against him being the one to end it. Brock Lesnar okay, so having been the it. one. That's it. Then we're well because we're not going to argue. Then if the. It, we're not going to argue then if both if it should end or not because I already see in your eyes that you think it should end. So we're going to be on. I don't have a. I would have liked to have seen it run, but I don't have a problem with it ending. Okay, so my so then the question that. then this week is: Should Brock Lesnar have ended? Absolutely it? fucking not. Um, the Undertaker is a legend. The word icon is thrown around too much. 
but The Undertaker is an icon of wrestling. When you think top top five people, name five people that come to mind when you're talking about wrestling. Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Undertaker. I, I, are, are you going to say Brock Lesnar? No. My problem with Brock ending it is he is an ungrateful piece of shit where the wrestling is concerned, where wrestling is concerned. He doesn't like the sport. He doesn't care about it. He has said he's there for the money. And we're not talking WWE interview on Smoking Skull Sessions or something like that, which you won't ever see Brock on there because Austin fucking hates him. Um, Brock was not one that deserved to get the, the rub from ending it. Um, it, it, that's just my, I, he's not good for wrestling. It should have been, and it could have been somebody else. Um, I, I could pick a couple of people that I thought would have really been cool to have it ended. I don't like the idea of having an end, but I see the reason because you have him winning, him coming back for two matches a year, and at some point it it gets a little old. Literally, it gets a little old that he's winning like this. Okay. Give me give me the table oh. a little bit because I didn't jump in on yours. And, and this is hard. Going for something that you're against, but I will continue to make my points. And you you can answer, you know, nicely. Is wrestling a business? Chad? Yes. Okay. This put money in Vince's book. It got Lesnar a lot of heat. And no, no, no. Just... This was very much so a a ploy to get because at one point Lesnar was liked. At one point, people were uh, all right with him. I won't many say years like, ago. Many when years he was against Kurt Angle. Right. I didn't talk during years. This is hard on I'm the just on the a... side that you don't want to be on. No, you. Um. <laughs> this is hard, but. I look at it was. I never wanted a strict end, ever. I, I I don't care. Finally, put your goddamn boots in the ring and leave. But Lesnar was the one to get the big heat on him to have it. I don't know if there's ever a shine anymore of you know Andre to Hogan or um. Hogan the Warrior. Hogan the Warrior, you know, something like that. I don't think you get that anymore because where we are in the business. But I think it was just about the money and get the heat on Brock to, yeah, he's only going to wrestle two to three times a year like The Undertaker only wrestled two to three times a year. I No, I, I get your point. Um... The Undertaker wrestling two to three times a year versus Brock wrestling two to three times a year. At this point, let me say one thing. At this point, I'm not paying to see either one of them. And there's no knock on The Undertaker, which is amazing, or Brock, which is suplex and punches. 
I'm not going to a event because either one of those guys are on the right. show. Um, be cool to see either one of them, but I've been there, done that, multiple occasions. Right. Multiple countries on both of them. Right. Um, but them appearing a couple of times a year, The Undertaker earned that. No pun intended. Through everything that he's done in wrestling and as long as he's been around and the type of person that he is, Brock Lesnar earned that because Vince McMahon has a heart on for big fucking guys, bulky guys, and Brock, as any smart businessman would do, hey, if I could get paid the money that fucker does to be the way he is on TV, you're damn right I would. From a business standpoint, I did not like it. I would have rather, you know, I think of somebody like uh, another, what I consider a legend, um, AJ Styles. Why the fuck didn't they get him sooner? He would have been a, a perfect one. But I'm prejudiced because I'm a huge AJ Styles fan. Right. I just, I don't. I would have been okay with the streak never ending. I see the reason to have it, but Brock Lesnar didn't need the fucking heat that he got from that. That wasn't the type of heat that he needed because people fucking hate him. This is this is along the lines of, you remember when Ric Flair had his retirement match? Yep. And who was his retirement match against? Shawn Michaels. Which, wait, which a, one? No, go ahead. Shawn Michaels. Well, the one that actually took him... Who was it? Who did they originally want to do that retirement match? Yet he refused. I don't remember. Triple Batista. H or Batista. Batista refused to. No, I'm not fucking doing it. That's Ric Flair. That's a guy that I owe my fucking life to. Blah blah blah. That's the kind of respect. Shawn Michaels stepped in. Fuck. We ain't even gonna fucking go on that one. Yeah. But this is on. That's a type of respect they seen with a legend. It should have been somebody, either an established superstar. Well, let me. Let and me he passed this. it off. You you said one word that isn't associated with Vince McMahon anymore. You keep saying wrestling. So this was an entertainment match. It's. it's I, 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 I I'm no no no. I get, the pot. No I'm no. Saying. You're fine. You, that's fine. I could even throw that word out, and I'm. I still go back to Brock Lesnar didn't need the heat because nobody fucking likes him. He's not in the dressing room with anybody else. He thinks he's as big as Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair was. Well, they had their own dressing rooms, motherfucker. They wrestled. Even Hogan wrestled twenty times a month. Flair upwards of twenty five times a month. Flair defended the title more times in one month than Brock Lesnar's wrestled in his fucking career. I, I know. That's just my point. It should have been somebody else. <laughs> Having an end overall, yeah, that's a thing to take with wrestling. That's a thing to take with storyline. That's a business thing, like you said. Right. That put money in. Having The Undertaker screwed in losing the match. To somebody else would have been better. I can't wait till you get one that you are completely against as well. Because it sucks. It sucks. It sucks bad. Um, I'm one that never wanted The Undertaker. All right. Point, counterpoint over. Uh, 
Quandary Crusher over. Uh, I never wanted it to end. I definitely wouldn't have picked uh, Brock Lesnar either to end it. Um, I I don't know. I I would have rather get ready. I would have rather have been a full time Roman Reigns or you know somebody like that uh, if they're gonna. That's- Give me three wrestlers that were. And because if I know if I don't preface this part, you're gonna get me on it. Give me three wrestlers that were wrestling then I, or now that you could see the Undertaker. You would rather, I mean, okay, you could give me five hundred, right? But give me realistically three wrestlers. It would have been cool. Uh, I would have been all right with Roman. I would have been all right with Seth. Staying, I'm just staying in WWE. I'm just staying in WWE. Um, that's there. Or, I don't, I, I probably just Roman or Seth, honestly, for me right now. See? Because AJ, I, I know we love AJ. I, I don't think AJ fits it. I think AJ's beyond now. After AJ took the, and made Brock Lesnar look like a, you know, like fucking Frank Gotch in the ring, I still think AJ is likable and as good of a guy as he is. I think this he would have been a good one. That's my personal favorite. If you take personal favorites out of the equation, um, I Seth was actually one that I was thinking because he's fucking beat Brock Lesnar. Right. He lost to him one time after he wrestled a 25-minute match and Lesnar come down and beat him for the title. Um, then he turned around the month later, next pay-per-view, and fucking curb stomped his face through the mat. Um, this one, I would have, the next one I would have thought would have been a really cool fucking choice, would have been Kane. Well, all right. The, the brothers, the brothers of destruction, want, you know, they just, they just want to go out again. That one, I think, would have been a really cool that one. That would have been all right, too. Um, well, if we're going to go one more, then uh, I'll throw one more. But it wasn't... It, the, I don't think the full gimmick was there to pass it along. Bray. I mean, That only Bray makes is the, sense. Bray is the fiend coming out of the shit with Cena. Yeah. Would have been fucking great. That Oh, my God. That, still the creepiest thing, those kids. Right. He has that, a house. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, that, but, all right, so, yeah, that, and we'll go into caveat like that at the end of, uh, what do we call it, Quandry Crusher? Quandry Crusher. Yeah, okay, do you know how to spell Quandry? Q-U-A-N-D-R-Y. Okay, good, write that down. Um, that's, uh, that's it. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break, come back, wrap up some news, we have some... More sad news in the wrestling business, and uh, I don't know if Chad brought anything else to the table because we both slept 12 hours. We actually got excited for uh, Quandry Crusher, by the way. I knew it was going to fire it up. What's going on, you guys? This is the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions and the baddest of all time, Shane Taylor, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) If you would have heard what happened during the segment, you can bring it back. Go ahead. Okay. Welcome back, Can Crusher Nation. It is I, the glorious guru who does not have Tourette syndrome, with Mark the Mark. Um, during that was a really good one, though. We uh, decided, or we were joking, how are you going to bring it back? And I get pumped, and three words out. Oh, no, fuck it. That's not where I want it. 
Really? I, I'm setting up editing easy today, too, because I really don't even want to edit And then much. I was like, I, I, he stopped and he's pushing his fucking buttons over there. And um, I was like, what do you want me to do? Have Tourette's. And it was guys, a nothing, good one. nothing against, we're not making fun of people, but you got to look up the Dustin Rhodes Tourette story and stuff. It's funny. And I was like, well, you got to have me have Tourette's. And then he just fucking looks at me. I was like, so that's where we're at right now. We're in a much better mood, a little bit more upbeat. Yeah. Uh, fuck Pat. At the end of the show, we're better. Jock Sampson's still a fat bastard. So this week, actually yesterday, um, I, I saw this going as we headed out to Legends of Wrestling in Hamburg. I, I saw that... B. Brian Blair, who's coming off of like major back surgery, uh, his son had been murdered. Uh, I didn't get into all the details. I just saw some stuff on Twitter that everybody was sending love to to Brian. So um, I'll look more into it today as we're recording early. Um, but we here at Can Crushers having B. Brian Blair on the show as a Can Crusher alum, uh, we want to send our love and thoughts and prayers out to him. At this time, as well, the rest of the wrestling community should. Um, man, this is that I couldn't even imagine. It is speaking from personal experience. It is one thing to lose a loved one, natural causes, um, even an accident. Uh, a lot of you don't know that. Um, I lost a fiance and daughter um, to a car crash uh, years ago. It's one thing to lose people, lose a child, two things like that. It's another thing when it's when they're violently taken from you, uh, a murder or something like that. You can't. I can't fathom what he's going through. I can fathom what my emotions would be, but uh, yeah, I I hope whatever he needs. Um, if he's a a religious person, I I pray that God reaches down and helps him, um, comforts him and his family. Uh, this is a really bad time for them. Um, I don't. I don't know how else to put it. Um, keep them. Keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, reach out. Say something. You know, through multimedia. Um, make a don- donation to a cause that um, works against. You know, the the violence and stuff like that. Do something. Um, in his memory and for the family. Yeah, I, I second that. I couldn't say anything anything better. So, um, uh, you know, he's going to be at Slubfest. Um, yet another reason why I just want to go over and give him a hug now. Um, I, I hope. I'll put it this way. I, I hope he's at Slubfest. I know it's only in October. Um, it, it's taken me years to get over some of my stuff and if it takes Brian 
forever as long as you know i i know brian is very much into religion and everything he actually brings up in the interview um you're right chad i i hope uh god puts his hands around his whole family and just takes care of them right now during this tough time so um thoughts and prayers once again to the blair family uh chad any other you know that's that's a bad way to end the show uh just random thoughts uh try to pick a pick the mood up a little bit um wrestlecade has been announcing tons of people that they're bringing um first timers returnees uh you're gonna have minus rick flair barry windham arn anderson tully blanchard and jj Dillon. uh Melina, um, Buff was announced. Buff was announced. Uh, the they call them the Bollywood Boys, but they were in the Sing Brothers. Sing Brothers. Um, Danhausen. D- fucking Danhausen. Mark sent me this yesterday, and I was like, oh, during your nap. Yeah, and because you didn't send anything back to for me for like a couple hours, you still didn't. Oh, shit. nothing. Yeah, so, yeah, I was snoozing, but Danhausen, funny as shit. I don't care what anybody thinks of him. He's funny. He's got a great gimmick. Um, but one on the personal side, on the health side of things. Yeah, um, excited. Bobby Fulton of the Fantastics. Absolutely fucking popped when I seen that announced. Um, For two reasons. For two reasons. One, I want to... Get something from Bobby Fulton. And two, he's healthy enough to leave to start doing these again. And if if y'all don't remember, don't know as in deep of... Um, he was diagnosed with throat cancer years ago. Uh, it led to... I want to say it damn near killing him. Um, he was able to go through surgery... Which okay, this is your throat, people. This isn't your your breathing, your you know your nerves and everything like that. He was able to make it through that, and then when he gets through that, he has to go back in for emergency surgery. This was like a year and a, a half year ago. ago, yeah. Um, because when they did whatever in the first surgery, it weakened an artery, and he was bleeding out in inside. Um, and he's made it through that, uh, you know, one top 10 tag teams, um, him and his partner, Tommy Rogers, who passed away years ago. Uh, he's just made it through a lot That's you know, to, to quote, uh, I'll say Jim Cornette on this because he's very close to Bobby and, and his son, this motherfucker is battled through shit that nobody else has. Yeah. And it shows it is, you know, hard is as big as he is. I literally just got a check, a text Chad, and this is going to be huge for you. AEW is teaming up with the wounded warrior project from today until August 2nd to help raise money for veterans. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's great. They, they did something last year. Um, mid-year with the uh, canines um, yeah. for the military and Wardlow and Britt Baker and a couple other ones i seen on there. That's absolutely awesome. Y'all who who know me, those who don't... Um, Y'all. 
I served in the military for 21 years. I don't, I don't brag about it. I don't try to get free shit from it or anything. You could have yesterday and you didn't. I could have yesterday and it just, something just, we just didn't click. Um, But it's awesome when the, these organizations look and do things to help military. There's a lot of causes out there. This is just one that's personal. Um, gone through it, seen stuff that guys have gone through. You have guys that are in wrestling that have served, obviously, my boy Flip Gordon. Um, Randy Orton served. Uh, and if you could have seen that, I had a smirk on my face because Randy Orton got kicked out of the Marines. Um, the movie? No. Oh. No. <laughs> Sorry. Anybody can be in those. Um, shows if the Miz is in it. But, uh, you know, the guys that go and serve, and whether they're in wrestling and football or whatever, um, you got to give them, they, they give, give up back. a lot. Give yeah. back. And this is awesome that this is not a, and the Wounded Warriors is huge, huge, huge um, help to veterans, every, everything across the board, getting them the help, getting them homes, getting them, whether it's service dogs, you know, so they can live have a good quality of life. Yep. Um, trying to think, was there anything? No, that's about else it. Else, a kind of uh, ring of honor coming to Philadelphia. Just say, gotten some inside information. You don't want to miss it. Got um, a big interview already scheduled for after it. After it. Um, Just saying. Anything coming up this week in wrestling? Uh, not really. Not real. Well, there's not even any pay per views on tonight or anything. No, nothing. Unless you want to watch Nick Cardona beat Nick Gage yeah. for the title again. Yeah. Uh, this weekend is actually the beer and wine fest here in Ridgeway. We're having kind of our class reunion, so I'll get to hang out with uh, Pat Lupino. Uh, Why? Uh, I'll be drunk. I'll be. That's, is that enough? I mean, that's enough. It really is. A lot of the so, other well, classmates true. are coming home too. You know, your inhibitions are lowered when you're drunk, with Pat. so that would you know. Well, no, just with Pat in general, my inhibitions are lower. Well, I mean, you feel sorry for him. That's why I have to hang out with him. He's actually going to be here in Ridgeway. He might actually stop by the podcast next Sunday. Just oh, good to Lord. let you know. That was going to be a surprise, but nope. He might actually stop by the podcast. Uh, oh, fuck. Or- what are we going to bring IRS in next? <laughs> Maybe he'll make a great prediction. All right, guys. We're <laughs> going to wrap this up, guys. Don't forget about our social media. Everything is at CanCrusher69. That's Instagram, Twitter, and the old Facebook. Uh, you can send us all those quandary crushers. I'm going to forget that by the end of this show, and it's a, about a minute away, at CanCrusher69 at gmail.com. All our social medias have our website where you can go to uh, go buy stuff from Collar and Elbow and Powerbomb. Um, just saying Powerbomb Clothing Company is really cool, too, and they might be around here for the next foreseeable future that we have um, something for you guys. Just saying. And just, and just remember, guys, uh, you know, the money, collar and elbow and that, we are eventually contributing to Al Snow's uh, fund for the nursing home that he'll be put in about any day now. Um, after his 418th birthday, but you said 700 last week, so now he's losing days. Well, I'm trying to relate to him, so I'm losing my mind, so I'm trying to, you know, relate to where he's at. Remember, Chad, <laughs> just because it's trash 
Doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot.